Hello and welcome to Sabertown. Um, this is Karina Dottypot and I'm so, so excited because we are back with our two-for-one happy hour and we haven't done one. I looked back our Polly since the 10th of October last wow. year. So, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello, Sabertown and hello, Karina. It's good to be back on the train with you, darling. It's been... Um, been a busy season and a lot has happened in between, but we might not have done a two for one, but we did connect actually in the real world. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 we had, and we had our little threesome, if you remember, but that didn't we did. quite go to broadcast, no. did it? <laughs> It'll get. Yeah, yeah, we still need to sort that, I think. We sort that, that one out. Yeah. It was so much and, fun, that one was. It was it was a blast, an absolute blast. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then we need to let everybody in on the secret of Fisherman Friends. So we do oh my need God. to get that <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so welcome everyone to Sabertown. This is your two for one happy hour with myself and Polly A from the lovely I Am Saber app, which is a great community for Saber support. Um, and we're making this for www.sabertownpodcast.com, where you'll see all our podcasts, lots of stories, um, lots of magical moments and different things, resources blogs um photos it really is your one-stop sobriety shop so when you've listened to this head on over and have a little bit explore of an explore around yes and it's an ever-evolving um website with a lot of stuff and one thing um i said january we're still only in january the middle of the month mm-hmm. i felt tired and um, it was because I think I was tired but proud because last year we did a lot to help the sober community we put a lot of things in place there was a there was quite a bunch of us went all in especially with sobertownpodcast.com which our friend Drifter started and constantly constantly works on despite having a full-time job and a family um but we expended a lot of emotional energy is the best way I can describe it last year. And I felt quite tired coming into this year, um, but proud, tired. What about you? Um, because when you're giving back, it feeds you. Yes. But it also depletes you in some ways. Do mm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we accomplished an awful lot, didn't we? And yes, I, you know, as we've said, we you really have to work your sobriety. We're not dry drunks. We have to work, work, nope. work at it. And um, we put a lot of effort into it. And and one of the best ways of doing that is helping mm-hmm. other people. Um, but then we can set ourselves up really, um, not not to fail, but we have high expectations of ourselves to keep on the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a progress and a process, isn't it? You come to realisation then that, well, I'm only human. I can't keep this up. I can't keep all these balls up in the air juggling. And we have to take some some time out for ourselves, which we did a few times last year, yes. didn't we? Yes. Um, but it just feels like a different stage of the journey now, really. It seems like sort of we put the brakes on a little bit, not full on, you know, because you're chugging along in our train. But it just feels like we're, rather than going full express and full out, that we're at a more of a, 
A little leisurely pace. <laughs> yes, rather than a... <laughs> <laughs> We've jumped off the express train. We're now on the scenic one. <laughs> yes. Oh, what's that lovely one in Canada? Yeah, I want to do that. Oh, All the yeah. Glass and that. Yeah. We're yeah. Travelling through the glades and the valleys and the mountains and now lovely, yeah, cruising glass train. Mm. Yeah, I think... Um, because, I mean, I've had this conversation a few times in the last couple of weeks is that when we first come into sobriety, we are so super focused on maintaining our sobriety and we try and maintain our home life as well. And we tend to put the sobriety at the forefront and bless their hearts, their partners and our home life take a little bit of a back seat mm. to uh, what we're doing. And you come around to a realization that there's more to life that we need to look at, that we need to feel. And I think it's like going into panoramic view, mm. opening it all up and, and living the, a normal life, which involves, I wouldn't say less of this because this is vital. It's so important. And staying connected is good but staying connect we need to stay connected in a different way now yeah I think it's more about getting to that connection with ourselves and mm-hmm. the, with the people in the here and now isn't it in with our actual life we we have to work so hard on so much in in the first year of sobriety we really do we have to take a good hard look at ourselves and it's really difficult to do that on your own. And as much as our loved ones, you know, as much as we love them, as much as they love us, if they haven't got a problem with alcohol uh, or if they don't recognise they've got a problem with alcohol mm-hmm. and aren't in recovery, they just won't get it because I wouldn't have got it. You wouldn't have got it before. Nope. Um, so it is really, really important to be around the people that are, that are going to get it. And then I think you get to a stage well, I think next for me, I got to a stage of just the sheer joy of sobriety and love that you want it for, for everybody. And yeah. so you really get on the bandwagon of supporting other people. And for you and I, it was very much supporting other ladies, um, for me, particularly ladies with young children, um, and really trying to sort of, you know, spread the idea out there and keep the hope going the faith going for people and encouraging people and and to, and empowering them to get yes. get it and it, it's so lovely isn't it um when somebody actually says i've done it this time it feels different this time i kind of get it i'm getting it what you're talking about and it clicks and it's just wow it's it's just such an amazing 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 feeling and then I think for me, I then I, I still want that and I still want to spread it maybe in different ways. This year I plan to spread it much more in the here and now on my Can-Am tour. Um, but you get to a stage of, of feeling safer with yourself yeah. and your own emotions and more connected with yourself and your own emotions, um, that it's okay to be with your loved ones because if they don't get it, it doesn't actually matter anymore because we get it for ourselves. Yeah. We don't and support much. We've, we've learned to trust ourselves. Mm, hugely. Because, yeah, and I mean, at the first, at the start, you don't really trust yourself, do you, in this? And like you say, mm. they don't always get it. 
and they are very, very patient with us. But mm. in fairness to them, they want they want their life back as well <laughs> because we are so at times, and I, you've had the same, you get distracted with what is going on with the sobriety community, the sober community, that they sit there on their own quite a bit. Um, and I know my dad has done it. He sat on his own watching the TV. So it comes back to that wonderful world, trust and words, two words, sorry, not a wonderful word, two words, trust and balance. Mm. It's trying to balance things. And I think, like you said, the journey moves in different stages. And I think we're at a stage now where we want a bit more balance between the sober community and our own life. Yeah. And, and I think that that trust, what you said earlier, we don't we don't trust in the beginning because we don't even recognize our own emotions. No, we don't know what's going on. It, it's like, you know, it takes an awful lot of sitting. I, I know I use this and some people don't like the term sitting with it. They'd rather distract. I mean, you need to distract and do at times. But there comes a time when we have to kind of sit or walk or run with or whatever, but actually go, oh. What, what is that I'm actually feeling? Oh, what is that? <laughs> yes. Drifters act. act um, yeah. I, you don't always realise you're doing it. And I didn't always realise I was doing it. And I was doing it at the start of this year. Mm. I was becoming aware that I was tired. Yeah. In, in the sense that, and we do this, this is, our, this is a failing. And I will admit it's a failing. It's one of my biggest failures is that, I don't pay enough attention to myself. Mm. And it's what we do. I mean, at the end of the day, we're addicts. And when we go at something, we go at it 110%. Even our sobriety is 110%. It has uh, to be. be yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially at the start. But you reach a point where you, you think, I need to change this. But that's because you're getting clarity of mind. Mm. You, at first, like I say, at first we come into it very, very clouded. We've got the, the alcohol fog and all that kind of stuff going on. And then we start working our sobriety because like you said, you have to work it. You can't sit on your butt because it ain't going to happen. You know, right. it's like anything in life. It takes effort. And this takes a hell of a lot of effort. And mm. Like you were saying about you, you want this for other people, these wonderful feelings, this joy of life. You want other people to feel this. And it can get exhausting trying to push our feelings into other people to help them understand. And I think I'm waffling. <laughs> no. no, not at all. I know, I know. Yeah, I totally get that. You do you do get to a point where you're just so excited by it all that you become that typical addict in recovery of like spouting all the joys of the product. The ex-smoker. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, but it, there's such there's so much joy with it and you genuinely, genuinely want other people to to feel that. But I think all of these things happen naturally um jack and jack and tonight you know we a month or so ago it was like he was like well yeah but you're always on your phone and i was like yeah. i've been watching my sobriety you know um and i said but anyway that's really unfair because i haven't been on my phone so much lately he said no actually you haven't and that's because i'd got to a point where 
I didn't feel that I needed to, it wasn't I didn't need to pay back so much, but it's it's that I didn't need it for so much. I, I, I'd also gone through, as, as you know, that period of feeling that, you know, of being that atlas of having the world upon my shoulders and yeah. having all responsibility for everyone. And that's what I've probably worked through the most lately. Like so I say, it, that's one of my biggest failings. Thinking, yeah. you know, and you think, well, I've got to do this. You know, who else is going to do it? But at the end of the day, you have to trust these people in the same way that we have to trust ourselves. And you have to trust that they understand their sobriety and what they're doing. I mean, we're all adults. Yeah. But I do laugh at myself as well now because yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, you, you're that sort of, not, not vain, that's the wrong word, but you had such mm. delusions of grandeur. We're becoming helicopter moms. We're hovering. <laughs> we're helicopter moms and Andy was right and I've had the same thing with Dan is like can you not get off that phone a bit but sometimes you 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 feel that well someone needs you Mm. you have to be there but at the end of the day we created these groups so as if we're not there someone else will be and it's learning to trust that other people can come in and do the same thing that we've been doing yeah. Which is encourage the sobriety and support others. I think we put so much, we did, a, we've done a whole 12 months of full on mm-hmm. ladies group support. And I'm not saying we're switching off ladies. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't panic. We're still around, but I have to learn to trust others mm-hmm. as well as myself. And to let go. And to yes. let go. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, it, 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 I think I'm at a stage now where I love seeing the ladies interact with each other and you go in some mm-hmm. days. We don't always, you and I don't always comment every day. No. But I don't know you, I go in and I look and I read and you see the support that everybody has given each other and you think this is great, this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it this feeds your soul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it feeds right. your soul. Let me have a slurp of my, I've actually got yeah. coffee. I've got coffee. Is it decaf? Don't be stupid. Decaf. Excuse me. Decaf. No, I don't do anything decaffeinated. I only do fully leaded tea leaded. and coffee. Yeah. Oh, well, I've got a nice, it's a ladies' one. It's a ladies' herbal pucker tea. I love um, it. Pucker. Rose, mm. rose, and that in it. It's a. Is it the rose hip? Fun. Yeah, they, they mm. do one. It's actually good for your blood pressure. I actually am not doing too bad with my my health at the moment, which is a good thing. Um, good. It's like I say, we've had a very eventful 2021. And mm-hmm. I came into 2022 extremely optimistic. You have to come in with optimism. You can't, yeah. you, you know, you can't come in. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> not going to do that. And it's been, it's only the 19th of January, but I don't know about you, it feels like it's been forever so far. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's been a bit of a test in, these, in these, these days. I will say that yesterday, my son's birthday, and I, I was so grateful and I thought, hang on, my son is 48 today. And I'm still here to help him celebrate his 48th birthday and, you know, talk to him on the phone coherently, not 
in a drunken stupor. Mm-hmm. And it felt good. It would. It was something to be grateful for. You yeah. Know, that you know, I'm. So, that's uh, another birthday I've celebrated with him sober, because you and I were well past our. You're coming up to eighteen months soon, aren't you? Yeah, a couple of weeks. I'll be eighteen yeah, months. Yeah, and. Yeah. I think we're making plans for 2022 that are different in that we're going to focus more on our life. Mm. You've got your Can-Am stuff and you've got plans, which, and you need, you need plans. You need things to look forward to. You need to give yourself gifts and the gift of going traveling, which I've already done, but you're giving yourself the gift of traveling this year. Yeah, and I, I think as something as you know, I'm I'm writing a book that I keep procrastinating about. Yeah. But I've done some more this morning, so that's good. And I've kind of set myself we're going to go travelling hopefully in May for three months. Um, I mean that's that's a big ask of myself and of my body. I know, um, but it is around the coast of the UK. And if I just have to stop for a week or two somewhere, then fine. That's what I have to do. But I've given myself the task of that before I travel. And before I do my full travel plans, my book has to be written, um, you know, and and almost most ready, either in with a publisher or agent or self-published on on Amazon. Oh, so that that's my goal is that by sort of the beginning of May that has to be sorted. In fact, you know what? I'm going to say May the first because that was my beautiful nanny's birthday. So I'm going to go for May Day. Yeah, and I'm a bit pagan as well. So May Day, yes, that's the day that's going to. And be I late. think. Um... I think it was Erica Spiegelman that said, if you want to write a book, just write one page a day. Mm. 20 days, you've got 20 pages. Pages, yeah. It's just bit by bit, and it's just kicking yourself up the butt to do it each day. Obviously, there's some days that I just don't feel like it, and then I'll write a bit more other days, and that's absolutely fine. Um, But it's just um, what I was going to say, and that is one of the things that I've just written about actually in Mm -hmm. there, was that we do talk a lot about living in the moment. Yes. And we do have to live in the moment because we only ever have now. But it's really important to make those plans and have those goals and have stuff to look to. Yeah. And it's like uh, we encourage people to... um, Buy themselves something. I mean, how much money are you saving? People say, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. Well, hang on a minute. How much did you spend on alcohol? Mm. Did you spend £10 a day? That's £70 a week. Yeah. You know, £280 a month. I know. But I've had to stop that a bit, Al Polly. (laughs) Because, you know me, at the beginning, every time I go into a shop, I used to have this thing when I was drinking that was always skint. You know, I didn't have any money. And I'd look at stuff and go, I want that. Well, do I need it? No, you don't need it. Then don't get it. And then when I got into sobriety, it was like, no, I don't need it. But it's only a bottle of wine or two bottles of wine or three bottles of wine. But I was doing it every day. I spent a fortune. It's like the kid in the toy shop. You're like the kid in the toy shop. Oh, I've got money to spend. I've got my pocket money. (laughs) I've had to stop now. I've had to put the brakes on a bit. That's one thing I, yeah, why not have fun? We're doing something for ourselves, even if you're buying something ridiculous and something frivolous. Is it not worth it? If it it makes you smile, it makes you happy and you think, look what I did. It might mean nothing to anybody else, but it does mean something to you. And one thing I have promised myself this year, and I have been doing it, was I was going to declutter. I was going to 
don't look at the room behind me because I haven't started it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting on closets. Goodwill. Well, think what is I that behind you? you? What are those colourful things behind you? I can't quite see on the wall. That's, these we've had ladies who have been celebrating one year sobriety, uh, and this is totally awesome. That ah, says totally awesome, and we've got one year balloons and another year of fabulous oh, balloons and that. And it was up for lovely. some of our ladies. We had uh, King 13, who, as you know, is one of our podcasters. And we yeah. had Lou, uh, Namaste. She celebrated mm-hmm. and Sober I Thrive. She celebrated. And next week we've got Peanut, who will wow. celebrate. Yes, who will celebrate oh, a year. Congratulations. I remember you at day one. And Febu- February, we've got I think three ladies in February who are coming up on one year sober. And this is what support does. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can't always have a good day. We've had a couple of, like I say, it feels like it's been forever this month. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll touch on this towards the end of the podcast. Yeah. But it's been a bit. Otherwise we'll both be crying. (laughs) Yes, we will. I've just stopped. Um, And I decided I was going to sort of, Slim things down. Um, I look at stuff and I think, well, no, I don't want that. I don't. Well, it's not that I don't want it. It's that I don't need it. So I think like saying this, this journey just moves into different phases. Um, I don't need to eat a bucket of ice cream every day. I don't need to eat chocolate every day. Yeah. I'm making, making myself eat a banana. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, I, I'm pretty, I always have been pretty, um, pretty good with my diet, actually, especially when I stopped smoking. I stopped smoking nine years ago next month, February, my birthday. It was my birthday. Yeah, I stopped, I stopped smoking nine years ago and I joined Weight Watchers and someone said, why did you join Weight Watchers? Because I, I didn't want to gain weight. But what did I do when I was at Weight Watchers, ladies? I drank my points at Weight Watchers. <laughs> didn't smoke. I lost 25 pounds, but I would calculate what I could eat and still drink my wine. Mm. There's something that's totally ridiculous, isn't it? Well, if I eat salad, then I can have a bottle of wine. Yeah. She, crikey, Mikey, my thinking was off the charts. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I've done that as well. Not Weight Watchers, but yeah, when I was calorie counting and things, it's like, right, well, that's that many calories. Well, if I don't have that, then I can have my wine, you know, and just balancing it all out. But And times you've oh, come home from work and said, well, I'm not hungry. Mm, I pulled I the wine the because wine. Yeah. Yeah. we've all done it. We've all done that one. But anyway, mm. we, we've got plans. and I You're going to go traveling. I already did my traveling. We did a short podcast when we were all sat together Um, back at the beginning of December um, I managed to get over to the UK for that week and it was an awesome week there were a lot of things that cropped up in that week that could have derailed me and like you were just saying about your trip that's coming up if you feel like you need to rest Mm. rest and it was like this trip and they kept it was like these obstacles kept getting thrown up and I kept thinking, no, not going to beat me. And I think because I said a little earlier about the clarity of mind, being so clear headed, you're able to adjust easier because you're not drunk. You're not hung over. 
your mind is clear, your brain's functioning, you're firing on all cylinders most days anyway. And mm-hmm. um, it didn't matter what they threw at me, I could do it. You know, I dragged suitcases across London. Two lovely young men stopped me falling off the escalator. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought I did it. And it was such a wonderful trip. And then it was arranged that you, myself and Hound Girl would meet. And it was while it was going to be sad to go home, it was going to be such a happy ending to the trip. It, It was going to send me home with the biggest smile ever. Because mm-hmm. we've been friends in the virtual world for over a year, year and a half. Yeah. And to actually meet in the physical real world was unbelievable. It was the highlight of 2021 for me was that those few hours we spent together. And it said, oh, well, the train's not going there. You've got to get a bus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I went halfway by train and halfway by bus. But it was the best afternoon of my life that one was for 2021 it was such a wonderful wonderful to connect and like you said earlier if we can get that podcast up and get the the audio sorted um the fisherman's friends which has become a standing joke people in the UK will know what a fisherman's friend is and the joke at school was are you sucking a fisherman's friend (laughs) So you bought me, me and Hound fisherman friends. friends to, to yes, <laughs> they had fisherman's friends to suck on for Christmas. So yes, they had. Um, Even Andy quite enjoyed them. He Did quite he? Enjoyed I, them. I enjoyed the extra <laughs> extra strong mints and fisherman's friends. <laughs> you can't beat them. Oh, <laughs> but it was I good. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Even Andy was, and and do you know what? Because Andy drove me, so Andy was there with us, and. Um, it, it connected for him. The penny yeah. dropped for him then. He saw the genuine connection that we had. These weren't people just on my telephone that I spoke to every day. These were real people. This was, these were real connections, real friendships. And and he totally got it. He totally got it in that in that meeting. Because he even said, didn't he? You, you could yeah. see it. And it was, it, and we'd got to know Andy virtually, but it was so good to also meet Andy real Andy and grab a hold of him and hug him I mean those were the best hugs ever that year because the hugging you know and it was just before everything broke loose again wasn't it Mm -hmm. yes it's hard Omicron hit us Um, but I have to admit and I'm probably going to tempt the fates I haven't succumbed to any of any of it so far I I still mask and I still do all that kind of stuff I'm still careful Mm -hmm. But, well, I think it's like our sobriety. You have to always be careful. Um, vigilant. Don't get, don't get complacent. Be vigilant and keep yourself safe. You know, that's what we've been doing for the last 18 months. Yourself about 20 months, isn't it? I think you're about 20 months Not now. far. Not far. Yeah. Not far. Yeah, so, yeah nearly 600 you know, days. I'm just, yeah. just shy of 600 days. Um, yeah. But it's the vigilance over the holiday period was also there was Thanksgiving here in the States then there was the trip to the UK then Christmas and then New Year and vigilance can be you know to be on guard is exhausting Mm. that's another thing that's tiring yeah and people go to weddings and they wonder why they succumb because remaining vigilant is hard work in a when you're presented with a situation where there's alcohol Mm mm-hmm 
it does get easier, doesn't it? And yeah. I, it's, it's not all, you know, pink clouds and roses that we have our days. We've certainly had the moments. We, You know, the universe has certainly thrown some stuff at us the last yeah. few weeks. Yep. Um, you know, you have to work through it. I, I, you know, I started with myself and Andy. We were watching a program the other day and these men were sitting there with brandy glasses. And I always had to have my brandy in a brandy glass. Oh, yeah. And it was like a real Corvusia. And yeah. all I, could, I actually started fantasizing about this liquid in this <laughs> glass. I could smell it. I could taste it. I was like, oh. I really want a Corvosia now. <laughs> Me too. And then I'm like, what? What? Why would I want a glass of poison? <laughs> you know, the but thing is, it's a really. habit. It's because, yeah. it's because it, you know, it's always going to be there, the thought at mm-hmm. some point or another. I mean, I had exactly the same thing. Um, most people know that I had Dan in hospital. I had him in just before Christmas and I had him after Christmas. And I came home from the hospital the one night and I thought I'm going to have a nice long soak in the bath and unwind because although you don't do anything when you go to hospital visiting, it is one of the most exhausting things you can do. Mm. You come home absolutely wiped out. So I was in the bath and I thought I could just, and I could see this glass of wine and I thought I could just have a glass of wine now. Mm. I could just lie back here and drink a glass of wine. But then that flipped into, well, and you know how you talk to yourself. You do talk yeah. to yourself, you, you know, and I, it flipped. And I was, and my other, the, the good fairy on the other shoulder was saying, well, you know how that's going to play out. You can't stop mm. at one glass. You're going to drink the whole bottle, which is going to give you a taster. So you're going to want another one. Mm. And you, do you really want to go back to those feelings you had just yeah. before you stopped drinking? And the answer is no. I cannot no. go back to those feelings of almost like, well, my life was colorless. Let's put it that way. There's a yeah. lot of color in it now. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, I can't go back to feeling like that again. I really can't. No. It's, but we, we, we turn it around a lot quicker, don't we? And yes. it just goes a lot quicker. And I saw a great quote the other day, and forgive me, I can't remember who said it, but I think it was just on my Instagram I saw someone have posted it. And it said, um, Someone said to me the other day, I hear you used to be an addict. No, I said, I'm always going to be an addict. Yes. I choose not to feed my addiction. And I thought that is so true. It's always going to be there. We always have to be on guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is our choice. And I think once we open up to the fact that we have a choice, we have a choice to drink and die or a choice to stop and live a wonderful life. Um uh, you know, or it, it really is our choice of of what we do. And, and that- we're no longer powerless. We have no. taken our power back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like we have power over our choices. Exactly. Yeah. We have yeah. power over choice. We have power over mm-hmm. our life. Mm-hmm. We have power over our happiness. Every emotion you've got, you, you are the you are the person who's in charge of your life. Yeah. We have other people in our lives that help feed our emotions, good or bad, because we can't all be having a good day. Like you said about Andy that one day, I've had the same with Dan. Oh, mm. I'm talking to you and you've got your head in your phone. Well, so-and-so, <laughs> so-and-so is struggling today. Oh, all right mm. then. 
you know, mm. and it very patient in a lot of ways, but in fairness to them, I get the feeling that I now need to let that part of my life back in mm. because it's, it's been on the periphery for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's been standing on the sidelines for a long yeah. time now, yeah. almost 600 days. And it's time to let that part of my life back in because I trust that part of my life now. I trust mm. that I can manage it yeah. without getting overwhelmed, without feeling like I need to run back to the bottle to cope with it. Mm. So I think that's, that's another phase I've come into. It's yeah, it's permanent voyage I, of discovery. It certainly is. And I think, you know, we still get overwhelmed, don't we? But yeah. it's okay because we can just recognize that and just take a step back and just, you know, just kick back a bit just relax and just accept that we're overwhelmed so we can just yeah and but we have we have that strength now and that trust in ourselves and you do become very selfish is the wrong word but self-centered you have to become very self-focused and self-aware that is what the journey is about yeah. in the early days you really really do have to focus on you um and it's not easy for for many of us um but towards now I'm, I'm much more self-aware and I'm much stronger and it's okay. I trust myself. I feel stronger, as you say, to, to live in my, my real life. It mm -hmm. wasn't a pretend life. This virtual world wasn't a pretend. It was very real. Yes. But it's not in my here and now. I needed the support of sober brothers and sisters who knew what I was going through, who got me, who understood me, who wouldn't judge me, who knew they couldn't say, Oh, go on, just have the one, you'll be all right, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I needed that support. But now I'm, I'm it's, it's almost like, you know, we say you don't graduate, but it's almost like I've, I'm leaving kindergarten now. I can walk on my own two feet for a bit. <laughs> it is learning. It is, it is like being in school, isn't it? And moving up to the next class, you know, the next age group sort of yeah. thing. You, you do move yeah. along in the journey. And that's the whole point of this journey. You grow. In the journey, mm. you start off crawling almost, <laughs> dragging yourself oh, from day God. to day. Yeah. You know, you really do. I mean, it, mm. it's infancy. And mm. hopefully we've moved out of the toddler stage <laughs> yeah. where everything's shiny and we want it, we want it, we want it. So yeah. um, I think I'm out of the terrible twos now and I'm moving on a bit. But mm. um, it's, it is a journey and it is, but it's, People say this is a lifelong uh, journey. Well, life is a lifelong journey, whether you're drinking or not. You know, yeah. it's it's mm. a, it's a huge commitment. And there are other things when you have a baby, you've got a huge commitment to that child, and you take it on, and you think nothing of it. When you get married, you take on a huge commitment to your partner, and you do it. So, why can we not make this commitment stick? Mm. You just have to be committed to it. It has to be something that, um, you like you say, we work at it every day, but it has to be something that you truly, truly want. Because mm. you're saying about being selfish and people coming in, people in sobriety who've been in there a while will tell you, you cannot do this for anybody else. No. You have to do it for yourself, and that's the selfish. Mm-hmm. It's selfish because yeah. it's for self. Yeah. 
And I think you start off, I mean, many of us will have different reasons for starting the journey. And I, I did. It was because, you know, of, of my grandson was going to be born after. Yeah. And I, I felt so bad of how I'd sort of, you know, been a drinker the whole of my son's life. And I wanted to be there for Arthur. And, you know, in my head, it was like, I'm just going to do it for him. I didn't want to be a smelly, dirty, drunk nan. Um you know that was that was how it started but actually then during that that process and during that journey you think no actually this is about me and I'm doing it for me because I don't want to miss out on any of those precious moments I want to remember every moment and I want to have fun and then you get to a point of you do you know what I'm worth it I am worth being sober I deserve this and uh, yeah you start to own it and that feels that feels good it does. I've enjoyed this catch up. I have too. Um, lovely. It's been lovely. Uh, we, it's been, like I say, it's been a busy year. And we have had a bit of an upset within our ladies, but not an upset in a, it's, it's something that's hit us all hard within our sober lady community. And if I start crying, please forgive me. Mm-hmm. Um, most people will have heard her when we did a happiness podcast, you know, the joys. And we will yeah. probably play it towards the end of this, her words. And I hope people will remember her words and the happiness that's in her voice. Mm-hmm. We had a beautiful sober sister called Sober and Sane. And she fought like hell uh, to, to get sober. She had breast cancer. She had her double mastectomy. And she was through last year, we would, uh, we would have, she was in one of our ladies groups. She was such a joy. She was always upbeat, always smiling, always, you could hear the smile in her voice when she left her messages. And we all fell in love with her. And even people in the I Am Sober app, because she did some beautiful, inspirational posts there. And we found out yesterday that she lost her battle with cancer on Saturday, Mm -hmm. that the breast cancer had metastasized in her liver. And it was very quick. She was only going for a biopsy at the end of December. I think it was the 29th, 28th, 29th. And she passed away on the 15th of January. So Mm -hmm. the the blessing was it, it, it wasn't dragged out, if you call it a blessing. But grief is another emotion we have to deal with in the real world. I, I felt this really hard because her journey mirrored my sister's exactly in that um, my sister had breast cancer, double mastectomy, went through all the treatments, and then it was the liver that actually uh, did her in as well. And I just want to read something uh, to the community, anyone who's listening, because she was a beautiful soul. She was a wonderful lady. I'm not going to cry, actually. I'm going to celebrate her because she lived her life. She was 11 months and one day so. One day. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read this. Yeah. It is important to honor our grief and all our feelings about someone we love who's gone. 
But pain doesn't have to be the sole focus of our memories. And the only way we recall the person we love who's gone. As you go through the grieving process and heal your heart, and when and if when and if you feel ready, how about creating a book of memories of the good times you had? Devote this book to writing about fun, memorable events. Include things you learned, things you or the person said or did, places you visited, trips and activities you both enjoyed. Get creative. Photos, other souvenirs, post these in your book. And while we only knew her in the virtual world, we had some videos. And one of the things she did was go on a wonderful holiday she was so excited to take this holiday in Vermont with her husband. She sent us a wonderful little video of her and him mm-hmm. sat on a swing, <laughs> looking out over the water. Um, she was a bright and beautiful lady who didn't have the easiest of times in her early life, but found true happiness with her husband. Uh, in her later life and also in her sobriety. Mm-hmm. And she built some wonderful memories last year in her sobriety. And I want to play a message. We did a podcast. Um, we did a podcast <clears throat> about happiness. What has brought you joy? And I would like to share what she said about what is what brought her joy and what made her happy. So then happy birthday wishes yesterday. It was such it was such a good day. It was such a serene day and just such a sweet day. No drama, no alcohol. It was just a day of just being so grateful. I wanted to um do this little voice message for you, Polly, on the surprises I found in my sobriety. Um, One of the things for sure is laughter. I am a laugher as it is, but there's such a difference between sober gut cleansing laughter, tears running down your cheeks, um, and drunk laughter. Huge difference. I definitely laugh so much more since I've been sober and it's so cleansing and it's just so healthy and good and it lasts longer and it's remembered. Um, The other thing is, is the healing. Oh my goodness. This is huge, huge, huge. The healing that happens to your body, your brain every part of your physical body from your skin to your hair to your eyes to your organs to your labs to your health but specifically me i am amazed at the healing my body is doing since i stopped drinking my body was in bad shape and my labs were horrible before i stopped drinking And now I've been having to watch labs um, about the cancer. Um, One of the, so there's been a few labs that have been on the the watch list. And I just had them last week. I got my platelet results, as you know, over the weekend. 
But last night for my birthday, I got another humongous gift, you guys. All the labs that were abnormal that I've been watching with the cancer are totally within range, are totally normal. I'm in shock. One of them is called a HSCRP, which is a cancer lab for inflammation or infection. It was off the charts. It is now a baby number. The other one was my sed rate was high, which is inflammation, infection. infection. It's now a baby number. My thyroid was showing it was off for the first time in my life. It's now normal again. My platelets, which are big cancer warners, um, were very high. They're now within range. And I think there's one more. All my labs were normal, all within range. And this is healing, I truly believe, from not ingesting poison, all the sugar, all the pesticides and alcohol toxins. And also, you know, my I'm eating healealthy, organic, plant-based. I my exercise my stress levels, um, I meditate, I pray, I do my bouncer now, so I'm shaking up all my, all my fluids real good, drink a lot of lemon water, I am ecstatic, so the benefits for me and the surprises are the healing to our bodies, and laughter is so rich and remembered, because you know when you're drunk, you don't remember everything, and you don't remember everything you laugh at. And you don't look good when you laugh. You don't feel good when you laugh that hard. Anyways, that's it. It's just long enough. I love you all, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. Oh, I always nice remember anyways. Well, it was just anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Oh. He, he, he was so, so happy. To be so happy. So so happy I remember that when you know the lab results come in and we were all happy and all celebrating with her and she never ever gave up hope no nope. ever you know nope. um she even you know into November beginning of December and she was telling us that she was she had pain she had pain in her stomach she was going to the doctors and she knew she knew before she even went that it was going to be her liver and to everybody listening she did 100 percent blame her cancer on her drinking um you know she it made her so angry it, it, it's one of the things that helped her get sober because she was so angry and she wasn't gonna let alcohol win um and I'm, I'm just so so glad that she had that 11 months of sobriety um that she lived the best life she could in those 11 months that she was fully present and fully aware and my life is so much richer so is mine. Having <laughs> here it. we go here we go uh, yeah and um you know oh my gosh if ever if ever I even get an inkling of an idea of drinking then it's gonna be anyways what you doing <laughs> you know you've got to I've got to keep sober now for that beautiful beautiful lady because she thought cancer and and her addiction she you know really kicked ass every day and unfortunately unfortunately her body and whoever you know the universe whatever had 
other plans for another ideas but yep. um it's you know we sorely missed yeah we love um, her. Very much loved. <laughs> we love her. We absolutely love her. We loved her sense of fun. Yeah. We loved, she was such a beautiful lady as well. Um, I don't know how old she was. I never even asked. Um, no. But she wasn't as old as myself. And like you say, she blamed her cancer on her alcohol. So please, people, if you are thinking, if you're listening to this and thinking, well, I don't have a problem. Cancer is a killer. Yeah. With the best will in the world and with modern medicine, it's your body that lets you down, not the medicine. It's your body. And we put our bodies through some hell. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation this week, and this is not justifying anything. Please don't get me wrong. If you binge drink, if you are one of these people listening who says, well, I don't drink in the week. I only drink at the weekend. But at the weekend, you get totally smashed so that you don't know where you are, how you got home and what you're doing. Think of what you are putting your body through. You are slamming so much alcohol into your body and putting every organ in your body under so much strain to try and counteract and work through all that alcohol. You don't have to be a daily drinker. No. You don't have to. I mean, I think binge drinking is, it's putting, it puts so much stress on your body. I was a, I was a daily drinker and I am lucky my body hasn't let me down as badly as it could do. I will be 69 in a few weeks. I am lucky. I am thanking my lucky stars. And with this, what we've just had with, with our beautiful sister, it really hits home that life is extremely precious. It's, it's something that you cannot take for granted because this isn't a rehearsal. We're not rehearsing for some sort of master performance. It isn't a rehearsal. This is life. This is real life. It's took me a long time to get serious about my life, but I am deadly serious and today, I will not drink with you, Karina. I will not drink with you, Polly. Mm-hmm. We'll have a cup of tea for our little friend. She liked her chocolate yeah. tea. She liked her yeah. chocolate tea. Oh, yeah. I've got some chocolate tea I'm going to drink. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's a beautiful journey. At times, it's a sad journey. And grief is part of life. We will process our grief. And I personally think the best way I can honor my sober sister, sober and sane, is to stay sober. Me too. Me too. And stay, and stay sane. Hopefully. Yeah. So, but yeah. Well, I'm not so sure, but I'll try. Yes. Why shouldn't we have a little insanity in our life? Because we've worked hard to get where we are. Yeah. We send out all our love to, to her and her family. And mm. we loved her. We absolutely loved her. And I have enjoyed connecting with you. I really needed this connection today. Mm, me, too. I, me too. I went for my walk this morning and I was crying. I spent quite a long time crying yesterday. It just overwhelmed me, the grief. It just comes mm-hmm. in waves, doesn't it? It's what grief does. And it's sad that when you think about how much grief we've gone through in our lives, that we're doing it again. 
But yeah. we don't need to numb our grief this time. We don't. We don't. No. We don't need to numb it. So there'll be, there'll be big thunderstorms overhead if we do. Oh my gosh! Yes, lightning <laughs> will strike. Yes, we have a we have a sober sister watching over us for for however long we uh, we're on this earth for. Bless her, sober and sane. I honor you. Yes. Thank you very much for being a part of my life. And Karina, yes. thank you for climbing back on the train with me. We're going to do this again. This has just been a catch up. Really, mm-hmm. there hasn't. We didn't have a topic. No. <laughs> no. We didn't have a topic. We said we'd wing it, but right. I think I think we'll we'll Karina and I will start doing a, a regular one and and do some discussions. That would be good. Uh, uh, good. Good topics. We'll uh, focus. If there's anything you want us to investigate and talk about, please let us know. Karina yeah. is. Uh, you can let us know actually through the www sobertownpodcast.com there is a place on there that you can send messages so if there's any topic you would like us to discuss while we're sitting aboard the train and enjoying our scenic view this time because we're taking it a little slower then please let us know but thank you so much sweet sister for being here with me today and while it's sad it's also a a beautiful day because we've got a beautiful memory of a beautiful lady so we do we Thank do, you. and her, her video of, of being on the lake in Vermont will always be with me, always. That's always stuck in my mind. Yes. That will be, be wonderful. And, and I her think, bouncy, you know, bouncy. Her bouncy, bouncy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, it's good that, that you and I can just connect and we just sit and just have a cup of tea and chat. And, and I had a, a lovely comment the other day from someone said, I've just been driving on in my car, listening to you and Polly, and it was like the pair of you are on my back seat. <laughs> just a, good old natter. a couple of old dears on the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, one old dear and her mate. But... <laughs> it's it's good to connect again and like I said to you you asked did I want to really do this today and I said yes because I really needed the connection yeah um, it's been yeah. good it's been beautiful so it darling, has it's been good you. for me thank because you you know me thank you as well because you know me I run away things like this I want to just sit in my hole and just mm-hmm. be left on my own and avoid the world so it was good that you said sort of you know when I said you if you don't want to do this today it's okay please don't want to do it today please don't want to but you know you did and it's good and it always does me good to get on here it and does do it. So, yeah um, so thank connection you. connection is the opposite of addiction addiction it is um, it is key and it, yeah, um, I knew that if I didn't connect with you today, like you just said, I would go down in my little hole mm-hmm. and I don't want to go back in that little hole. And to honor my friend, I will not go back in the hole. No, so, never. Ever. I thank you, darling, for doing this with me today. You're welcome. We needed it's it. You. Yeah, it was lovely to see you. Yeah. And um, we'll be back. We will. Not another sip, no matter what. No sippy, no slippy. (laughs) Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now. Take care, folks. Bye.